Hello and welcome to the Pixie Dust Project podcast where magic is as commonplace as Starbucks and being a Disney adult isn't a stigma. We have a very exciting episode planned for you today in which we will be fan casting some of our favorite animated classic, I say classic, you will see why, Disney films. So we're really excited about this episode. We had a lot of fun making it, um, making our lists, but First, before we get into the episode, if you like the Pixie Dust Project pod, we would so appreciate it if you gave us a follow and a rating on your listening platform of choice. It's as easy as tapping the number of stars that we actually deserve, which is five. And if you want to go above and beyond and leave us a review, that would be pretty darn magical of you. Welcome back, you guys. Another week, another podcast. I'm really stoked about this episode. And it's one of those episodes where I wish we had a visual component because throwing up a picture of these actors would make this just so much better oh yeah oh I didn't even think of that but yeah maybe that'll be some Instagram posts that we'll start sharing once the episode yes yes we will have to do that because I think we did a pretty good job well I know I I think I did I haven't even heard Sarah's yet so yeah we're we kept this pretty separate from each other so y'all are hearing very real reactions to the other's picks, which I do feel there could be some controversy. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure that there will be controversy. I wouldn't be surprised if there are, if there's like some overlap because Sarah and I have the same brain. Um, But I'm really excited. I think before we jump in though, there's a few things we want to talk about, of course, because it wouldn't be a Pixie Dust Project podcast episode without us having some things to talk about. Sarah, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I have two personal updates that I will just do very quickly. One, no, I did not sign up for the 2024 Disney Marathon weekend in any capacity, not single races, not full race. I actually like completely didn't even remember to where we record on Tuesdays that this Tuesday was the registration date for that until I saw it on my social media. But for everyone who's lovely enough to send me DMs and ask, I will be taking a slight retirement from Run Disney uh, once I complete the Wine and Dine Challenge in the fall, which means I'll have raced in every race this year except Springtime Surprise, which is really exciting. But no, I'm out for a while on the Run Disney races. Part of that reason is because today my parents, Reed and I, booked like a long time discussed dream vacation, which will be taking place next year. And that is a Alaskan Disney cruise. Uh, it's a seven night cruise on the Wonder. And I am so excited. Like I can't even I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. It's something my parents and I have been talking about for probably like four years and if not longer but like for talking seriously about it for four years a little over four years um so to actually have it booked is really really exciting so those are my two like bigger pieces of non-news and then actual news I love that for you I cannot wait and catch me seeing if I can finesse my way onto that cruise not really um but Wow. That's like a dream once in a lifetime vacation for sure. So I'm super excited for you. I already watched so many YouTube vlogs (laughs) about it. It's not even funny. So stay tuned for little planning updates. 
No, I love that. I need to start watching Disney Cruise vlogs. That's the one thing I've not, I've actually never watched a Disney Cruise vlog of any kind. Um, well, you could have watched mine, but no, did I? I did watch yours. That's a lie. No, I, Aaron, I never posted one. I thought you did post one. No, I never. I posted a lot of content from TikTok and from Instagram, oh. but I took all of this footage, and that like that was my that was the joke I was trying to make is that. I take, oh, it doesn't I have a exist. ton, yeah, I have a ton of footage. Um, so, I mean, I talk about this all the time. I might do like the lost files and just have like this random. I think you should. Episode. I was like, I know I saw a lot of Sarah's cruise content in video form. So that was what I was thinking of probably. Then yeah. I panicked. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but no, I think you should post all your lost vlogs. I would watch them all. Yeah, I might, I might have to do that. We'll see. I also have a new vlog coming this weekend. I'm saying it on the what? podcast, so I actually do it. Well, it's older footage. Like, I still have, like, a little bit of Run Disney left. I have Our Girls Weekend. I have to edit all the stuff from my mom and I's Princess Weekend. Oh, and I really like to have at least it done, not necessarily posted, but done before I leave for my next Disney trip coming up in May. Early, you better get on it. Mm. Yeah, Sarah and I both have YouTube channels. If you want to follow those, you can find them in our Instagram bios. You know where to find us by now, hopefully. Um, but YouTube is always like side rant that no one asks for. YouTube has always been my like number one goal slash passion. And it's the thing that I do the least. Like I upload like twice a year or more, a little bit more now, but like barely. I actually saw that in your Instagram Instagram yeah. caption where you said that it's like the thing I love the most, but do the mm-hmm. least. That's so poetic. And also it is. true. Like you hear us on the podcast, like we love to talk, like doing it to a camera is no different than doing it to each other on Zoom. So like, I think both of us like really enjoy that format, mm-hmm. but it is so much extra work. It's so much extra work. And I also have this thing in my head where I'm like, literally no one's going to care and no one's gonna watch this you know what I mean like I watch your vlogs I I love them thank you so much but like you know what I mean like and I know that the views and all of that don't matter but also long-form video content is so much work and actually doing it and like vlogging my day is so much work that I'm like low-key I don't want to do it if only like three people are gonna watch it um that would be Peyton my mom and Sarah and probably Erica um so that's four um but like I don't know you guys know what I mean though it's a lot of work there's so much editing and filming and stuff and it's it's definitely a lot of work so I'm glad that my last few videos people have seemed to enjoy but before then I was making videos to the void straight up (laughs) I like I also see where there the most vloggers that are like theme park all live in that area or like yeah. have, or because like I will say this like we talk a lot about like the pressures of content creating um and I've even had my own conversations about it like with people like privately and separately but the big thing is is vlogging is like all throughout the day mm-hmm. and so like when I'm on vacation like for example in Disneyland you'll be y'all be lucky if you get a vlog I have like maybe 20 minutes worth for the whole weekend yeah and that's just because I'm like there were times I could have easily taken my camera out and my parents actually are really funny on my vlogs when they're on there and they like to do it um it's just like it's so much and I mean when I'm on my Disney trips like 
I always take photos because I don't live nearby. So I like to have like, that's part of the reason I go is to get content that I'm able to post. Um, but like, and I take like little videos here and there. I took a ton of little, vi little videos of Disneyland and DCA. If you guys saw that on my Instagram, but that can take up very little time. Like photos, I think one right. of our photo shoots took like an hour and that was it. I changed and we went about our business and like most of the little ones take 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. So that's like, that's a very small portion of the day and like snapping photos on a phone or quick videos on a phone, very small portion of the day. Vlogging is all day in order for it to be good. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like I'm disrupting, like if I'm with a group or if yeah. I'm with my family, I'm disrupting everyone else's experience for my own. And so I never want to like be that person that's got a camera in everyone's face or like, hold on, don't touch anything until I get my camera out. Like, you know what I mean? So it's hard. It is, like you said, it is easier to be consistent with vlogging or vlog at all when you live here, because it's like, you know, it's just part of it, I guess. And, and being able to go frequently, you don't have that pressure. Like, oh, I have to soak yeah. it all up because this is it, you know, like my, my very first time at Disneyland ever, I'm probably not going to vlog because I want to soak it in and enjoy it and just yeah. like vibe there. Yeah. It's hard to vibe and vlog at the same time. Okay. It is, <laughs> it is very, put that on a t-shirt. Yes. We have, you guys be serious. We have a lot of us. merch ideas. Do you want merch? Like you got to tell us, we got to know because we have some really good ideas for merch. I'm not going to lie to you. We, we really do. And if anyone out there listening owns a small business and would like to work with us on some merch. Yeah. You want to be... do a pixie dust project podcast drop. We're open to it. Cause we have ideas down in the DMS baby. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. Well, all of that side conversation to say that I also have some news, mm -hmm. <laughs> some news. It's a big, it week. is, it is. So last week was Holy week. This week is also Holy Week because <laughs> Taylor Swift <laughs> Taylor Swift is coming to Florida on Thursday. I will not be seeing her until Saturday, but by the time you're listening to this podcast, we're, we put our episodes out on Fridays, she'll be here. She will be here. She will have already performed. The world will probably know if her and Joe really broke up because uh, let's be real, she can't, she can't have her concert on Thursday and not like say something it. i like feel it's like gonna she be 100 the well yeah but isn't so okay and i actually meant to ask you about this before we started the podcast but i forgot <laughs> well here so we we're go gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have that discussion here well, i have two questions for you okay. as like i you guys everyone thinks i don't like taylor swift i love taylor swift i just don't love her to the degree that aaron loves her so that's okay i will be I, our taylor swift news correspondent yeah so as our resident swifty um, I have two questions for you. Okay. Don't answer. I will ask both and then you can answer. Okay. Question one. <laughs> do you think they broke up? Do you actually, okay. like, do you think they broke up? Question two. There's been a lot of me, like, uh, I, we have a whole Slack channel at my, uh, at my work that's dedicated to Taylor Swift. So there's been a lot of buzz, like, in the Swifties Slack channel. And they basically are all saying, well, there's enough people reporting that they have their own source that it has to be true. And then they're saying, oh, well, Taylor Swift has good connections with like these various publications. So like we think she leaked it. 
here's my thing. There seems to be a lot of discussion around this for someone who likes to keep their life so private and has straight up admitted in interviews, like, I would 100% lie or I would 100% like obfuscate things if it meant you guys didn't know like what was going on in my like day-to-day life. Um, so like, I guess like what's that, that one's not a straightforward question, but that's like, what's your no, take on, on that? Cause this is very saying. anti that. Right, right, right. right. So um, I have several thoughts. So I actually do. I do think that they broke up. Um, one, I mean, being a pub, an ex publicist, like I, there, like, yes, there are enough people reporting on it to where it's got to be true. Like you think you can't just, you know, um, second, I think, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Taylor wouldn't just like make an Instagram post because Joe, so like not to make this super long winded, but her boyfriend, her longtime boyfriend of six years, five, six years, Joe was like, everyone thought that they were end game. Like we all thought that they were secretly married. I was shouting into my muted mic. As Aaron said, everyone thought they were secretly married. I go, weren't they married? So there you go. There's my commentary. on. No, they weren't married to anyone's knowledge, but like everyone thought that they were going to be, that they got like secretly married during quarantine and like the way that she writes songs about him, she's never written songs about anyone before. Like we all thought like this is going to be everything for her, like her father of her children, everything. So this comes as a huge shock to us because we were like, whoa, like that's out of left field. Um, but I think with her tour right now, I don't think that she necessarily leaked it because like she has enough going on. You know what I mean? So what I think happened is I think her publicist is the source personally, Tree Payne, our queen, our Lord and savior. Um, I I just think like, she was like, you know what? Let's just tell them, um, let's just get it out there, whatever. Um, I think with it not being like officially confirmed, that's also kind of very Taylor because like it keeps people guessing and she can be, you know, uh, like schemey about it um i had another thought too she was spotted last night out and about out in a boat um she had so taylor has always worn this necklace that has the letter j on it it's a tiffany necklace circle necklace with the letter j on it um you'll note from the the song off of reputation call it what you want uh the lyric says i want to wear his initial on a chain around my neck not because he owns me but because he knows me so she always like literally anytime she's not on stage, she has that necklace on. So she was spotted last night without the necklace on. It was a different necklace, but it looked really similar, but it wasn't the same necklace. So I. How was that confirmed? Like, did someone get that close enough to her to like. Oh, yeah, or... it's definitely not the necklace. Okay, I zo- okay. It's definitely not the necklace. Aaron so, personally zoomed in to confirm. I personally <laughs> saw the necklace with my own two eyes. No, um, you well... can definitely tell that it's not the necklace, though. Fair enough. While you're on this ramp, by the way, Lake Corville or <laughs> Corville or so the restaurant she went to, or that's not it, but it's like, it's like that, that she went mm-hmm. to last night. Um, it, it as a New York public, like it, it is known as the restaurant where celebrities only go there. If they want to be seen, they want to be photographed. So just to add yep. to a little extra to Aaron's bit. Yes. Taylor Swift, y'all all know she does not do anything on accident, nothing on accident. So 
I think she wanted us to see her. I think she wanted us to know that she was okay. I think she wanted us to see her not wearing the necklace. And I think that that was the confirmation that everyone needed. Um, but all that to say, I, I mean, I at least hope that she'll address it at the show. There's really no telling. Um, everyone also thought it was interesting that she swapped. So she had this has a invisible string um, at, on her set list and she swapped it randomly for the one, which is an interesting choice when you consider the circumstances. So she also saying. seemed to have gotten really emotional singing, singing champagne problems. Yes, I did see. See, did. guys, I know things. OK, my for you page gets <laughs> just as many Taylor Swift TikTok as <laughs> yours does. Also, Reed is a huge Swifty. So. I know things, but I was just curious from an actual real expert Swifty, like your thoughts on that, because it it hasn't been a conversation that's dominated my workplace, my personal yes. life, because Reed won't shut up about it. Um, when I got I the just, news yeah. that that they had broken up, you would have thought that she died. My phone was blowing up from all my friends that are also Swifties. I say all my friends. It was like three people. Um texting me taylor and joe broke up and i literally i was at the pool it was like eight o'clock at night and i was at my apartment complex pool with some of my friends and i literally was like screaming and they were like what happened so yeah it was um it was a crazy time and i literally it felt like my own breakup and i've been seeing i've been seeing tiktoks where it's like in solidarity with taylor swift i will be also ending my relationship (laughs) (laughs) i will not be doing that but I I'm just interested to see where this goes from here so yeah me as well well you'll have to like I better be high up on that messaging list if she does say something oh you will and because I need to know well hopefully Thursday hopefully we won't have to wait until Saturday hopefully she'll just rip the band-aid off but needless to say if I see a TikTok I will send it to you um and I just can't wait I mean not to be like this person that's like capitalizing off of her heartbreak, but like drop the album, sis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, so. I feel like it's going to be a really, really energy charged show that you're going to. Like, I think this weekend is going to be a big weekend for all of our Tampa Swifties. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. I have to run a charity yeah. four miler this weekend. So you're already off to a much better start. Oh. Aaron's face right now is like, amazing (laughs) she looked kind of like the Grinch when he does that little like smile but only it was a frown um that's exactly what she looked like so thank you figure that image out in your head the Grinch the Grinch is actually my fan cast for Gaston (laughs) um could you imagine that crossover no no they've already taken so much from Universal I know oh my gosh and then my outfit this is the last taylor swift thing and then we can move on um i am recreating her vmas look with the white button down with her stolen albums in black letters it is iconic i was up till like 11 o'clock last night making it um ironing on each of the albums by hand so it's a look i mean you guys can't be shocked if you follow me on instagram you know i love a white button down so we're saying on brand it looks really sure. good, you guys. I'm I can't wait for yes. you to like debut it on the grid because it's it's I might do a I might talk. do a little TikTok reveal either tomorrow or Thursday. We'll see. But amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. get into the actual Disney stuff now. Now that we've bored everyone with Taylor Swift news. Um 
I guess, I mean, everyone already knows this. Our last piece of news is that annual passes are returning. The sales of annual passes start again on April 20th, which is a little bit less than a week from when you all are hearing this. Um, They are going to be limited. So the quantity will be limited. So if you're, if you're on the hunt, just beware, but be ready to buy that, that day be, be ready in the queue. Um, Also DVC gets early access to the sale. Uh, Our access starts on April 13th, which will have been yesterday. You're listening to this on Friday. So Reed has like 48 hours, really more like 36 hours to make a decision on if he wants an annual pass. So stay tuned for that update. I think we should all bully Reed into getting an annual pass. Yeah, I'm usually against bullying, but in this case, and it was really funny because I had this, I found out this news while I was home for Easter weekend and I called Reed as he was driving home from work and my parents were sitting right there and I was telling him all the reasons he should get an annual pass, why it's a good idea. And then I ended with, yeah, I don't want to bully you, but like just some like something like I don't want you to think I'm bullying you. I don't want you to think I'm pressuring you, but like something to think about. And my mom is like laughing. She goes, that is exactly what you've been doing for the past 20 minutes. Is yeah, but honestly, him. in this case, bullying is OK because we want to bully our boyfriends into getting annual passes. That's how you guys I don't think I've ever told the story on the podcast, but that's how I got Peyton to be my boyfriend. So we By had bullying j- him into getting an annual pass. Amazing. So we were, we had been like on a few dates. We had been talking for a few weeks, you know, that weird like stage. And so we had been planning to like, I was like, I really want to go to the parks with you. And he was, he, his mom was coming in town in a few weeks and he was going to go with his mom. And I was like, well, financially it makes the most sense to get an annual pass. And he literally word for word goes, well, that's a lot of commitment for someone who's not my girlfriend. So the one and only time Peyton has ever had game. Just kidding. I love you, honey. Um, and so that's how we became boyfriend and girlfriend. So I guess I didn't bully him, but I was like more like pester. So that is such phenomenal game. I I am apt actually like dead at that. Isn't that so funny? Yeah, I bullied Reed into being my boyfriend for sure. But he also made me audition in front of his whole family during a pandemic. Like, no, I'm not even kidding. So like I had, I don't know, we had been, we haven't been dating that long, but like this was literally the start of the pandemic when everything was closed. It was like a big deal to go to the grocery store. And um, we have been dating. So it felt like we have been dating longer. And I was like starting to be like, what are we, whatever. And also it's like, if anything, you can use the excuse like I also kind of want to know if you're like somehow seeing other like are you just apartment hopping and like seeing other people like because I'd like to know that and so then Reed's it it was for far enough that Reed's parents came up from since and his like sister and stuff for like it was like a gathering of like eight of us which was still acceptable and we all work from home um and so I met all of them and all of that and I kid you not like less than two days later Reed asked me to be his like to make things official and be his girlfriend and I so late months later we've been dating for like three years now is like did you literally just wait until you got like a stamp of approval from your family members and then you're like okay I'll ask her he goes yeah like no irony or anything he's like that is exactly what I did Sarah I needed to make sure he's like Sarah I love you and everything but like I don't know you're kind of weird and I need to make sure like 
I need a third party person to meet you to make sure I wasn't just like in my loved up like COVID bubble and like make sure you were actually like as wonderful as I thought you were. So apparently those people wow. were his parents and wow. brother and sister. That's actually really funny. Yeah. That's on brand for him. I feel like it is. It is actually very on brand for Reed. I love that. Well, you guys just bully him until he gets an annual pass. We'll put his Instagram on our Instagram. Just kidding. <laughs> Slide into his DMs. Yeah. Let him know. Well, I think we should get into it because we're going to be here for a long time and a good time with these fan casts. So let's get into it. I'm actually so excited and I'm actually really nervous because I don't want to get judged. <laughs> I don't either, girl. Like I, this is why I, I wouldn't feel very comfortable doing this with anyone but Aaron, because I do think like we really, like we tried, like we complained, we complained about this last week where it's like, oh, we're sick of the same old people being cast over and over and over again. So I don't know about, I don't know about you. I took some risks. I took some oh, risks with my casting. We love a risk. So. I, I feel like I kind of went predictable for some of them. A lot of them are just people that I love. So yeah, th- you'll fair. notice a pattern. Um, but do we want to start with Beauty and the Beast? We'll start yes. strong. We'll start yeah. strong. Well, at least for me. We'll start. Yeah, we'll start with Beauty and the Beast. And the way we're going to do this is once we start a movie, we're we're each going to tell you our casting for each pick. So we're going to go back and forth and back and forth. Um, so with that being said, <laughs> because it's Beauty and the Beast, Aaron... <laughs> Who is your bell? You go first. My bell is none other than our queen of Genovia, oh. Miss Anne Hathaway. <laughs> okay, wait. You know what? I almost had her as this, and then I moved her to somewhere else. So she is oh. on my list. Is she but your I was Anna? like, I, I can't use She's not my Anna. Oh, oh, oh I'm interested. Okay. But well, she's like, my I bell. Oh, so, so, so good. Well done. Thank you so much. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> um, my bell and Reed thinks this was my most controversial pick of my like entire casting list is Selena Gomez because interesting listen, I love our current version of Selena like she's grown in her self-confidence she's like I like that she's not like stick skinny like she's a real person and like she's mm-hmm. so relatable and sweet and like but we know she can act and obviously we know girl can sing. That was my biggest thing with um I keep wanting to say with Hermione Granger. That was my biggest thing with Emma Watson Emma is Watson. that I I think Emma Watson can really really act like really well and I just don't think this was the role for her because like her singing wasn't strong and I don't think she acted that well in it. So, Selena Gomez is my choice. I love that for you. I love that. Selena Gomez is also on my list, but she's further down. Oh, um, all right. All right. I have a guess, but we'll. Yeah, we'll it's through. probably what you think. It's okay. I, like I said, I went very predictable. <laughs> all right. My beast is none other than Mr. Sam Claflin. And this might be a niche, um, a niche beast for you all. You might recognize him from the Hunger Games, Mr. Uh, what was his name in the Hunger Games? Finnegan or whatever. I've never seen the Hunger Games. Um, he's also Mr. Billy Dunn in Daisy Jones and the Six. He's a fine piece of British man. He's in Love Rosie. He is in he's in, he's in Me Before You. He is in Me Before he's You. The main, he he's is. the main character. Oh, he literally of, is the main character. Before- so yeah, he I love him so much. I think he would be the perfect beast. 
Um, we'll let him keep his British accent and he can sing because he sings on Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, I mean, he's in a 70s rock band, but like, you know, he can sing. So that's my beast. And I am obsessed with him. Oh, that's what do you mean? It's all down here from here. That's a phenomenal choice. Oh, I am so oh, much. I am well so done. So I almost took my beast off the list and had to replace him with someone else because I actually chose him off the top of my head. Some people I did have to like look up and like look at lists of actors. This guy I chose off the top of my head. Apparently Disney agreed with me about this choice because he was in that um, live for TV, like Beauty and the Beast at 30th Celebration, the one that her was Belle. Yeah, he was in it as Gaston. So I'm going to keep him because like I thought of him before I saw that, like just for the record. He's a phenomenal Broadway singer. His name is Joshua Henry. I love that. Yeah. He was we love a Broadway singer. Tick, tick, boom. Um, okay. Just, like insane voice, insane voice. And so he played Gaston in that version. I'm casting him as my beast. I think wow. he deserves to be a main character. Although Gaston's a pretty main character. Yeah, he is. Um, okay. So my Gaston is I don't I don't speak French, but his name is Rege Jean Page, and he is the Duke from Bridgerton. And mm, I, I I almost cast him as like all of my attractive male characters on this list, to be honest. He was he was my beast first. And then I I remembered Sam Claflin and I was like, okay, he would be a perfect guest on too because he I feel like he could have that like attitude, you know. Yeah. Um. So he's my he's my beast or I mean my guest on. Sorry, and he's French, so it it checks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, my guest on was also the man that I used on many of my attractive characters. I had him in three spots before I moved him to Gaston and that is Henry Cavill. I think he'd have a lot of fun with this role. Like he has like a very playful fun. I love Henry Cavill so much. He has a very playful fun side and I think he'd have a lot of fun as Gaston. I did a lot of research into my people could, if they could sing or not. Like I did do a lot of research. I don't know if Henry Cavill can sing, but he was going on my list no matter what. I love that. All right. Now it's time for next on my list. I had Lumiere um, and I struggled to find a Lumiere. He was literally, this was literally the last one that I filled out. So honestly, I kind of just filled it out. Cause I was like, oh, this'll do. And I had Hugh Jackman for my Lumiere. Ooh, that's a good choice. Hugh Jackman can sing. He can sing. I was like, he would be perfect for like a big, you know, the big BR guest number, um, he's got the charm. He's cutie. So I was like, you know what? He works. Yeah. Um, can I do my Lumiere and Cogsworth because I cast them as a pair? Yes. Like, I chose course. the actors because they work well together. Yes. I love that. So, and also because of that, I Lumiere is being cast. What? Nothing. I had a thought of who they might be, but I'm probably wrong. So go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Lumiere um, is being a, I'm going to have a woman play Lumiere. But when you, when I tell you who it is, I feel like you're going to be like, like this could, this honestly, she could play a very androgynous Lumiere because she's just so talented. She has like a range of accents, all these other things. Um, So my Lumiere is Catherine O'Hara and my Cogsworth is Eugene Levy. 
I knew when I put this list together, Eugene Levy had to be somewhere on it because I am one of his biggest fans. Um, and so then I was doing this. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have a few different actor friend pairs throughout my castings. Wait, that's kind of iconic, right? I, I was really excited about it once I put it together. Wow. Now I'm mad that I didn't look at the Schitt's Creek cast for any of mine because I could have filled in some spots. <laughs> so yeah, Wait, I love that's... that. Did you do Cogsworth? I did do Cogsworth. Okay. I did everyone except for Plumette okay. um, on Beauty and the Beast. But my Cogsworth is Jeremy Swift and he plays Higgins on Ted Lasso. He's also on Down Abbey. Um, I think he would be a so perfect cute. Cogsworth. Like he's so precious. I originally had him. I originally had Brendan Hunt who plays Coach Beard as my Cogsworth. And I had um, Jeremy Swift as another character on my list but then I was like you know what he is Cogsworth to me so I love yeah. I love that and I love him so much great choice yes he's so precious all right who's next on your list um I have Mrs. Potts okay so this pick will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me or who listens to this podcast I cast my favorite actress of all time as Mrs. Potts, and that is the Dame Helen Mirren. No one is surprised. I love her so much. You have no idea. Love, like, I would have cast her in every movie had I been able to. Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren. I actually saw her on a fan cast, a different fan cast, because um, I was Googling those two for, like, some inspo, um, and she would, she's she's actually who inspired my mrs potts because i was like oh she looks like this actress and then i was like wait this actress would be a perfect mrs potts as well um and that is hannah waddingham and she is also oh. on ted lasso and she plays um uh elizabeth and she is also she's been on broadway she can sing the house down and she's just drop dead gorgeous um so she she's my mrs potts I wondered if you were going to have Hannah on this list once you started getting into all these Ted Lasso characters. I was like, I did. It was really like I could have put the Ted Lasso cast for every character, like on every uh, movie. So amazing. Um, uh, who I have Chip next on my list. OK, you you do your chip. So my chip, I also just like chose like the only child act like young actor that I know. And he's not even a child anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. Um, he still looks like a little boy, I guess, but I guess like Chip's supposed to be like a little teen queen, right? Or is he yeah, like a little no, boy? I think it I think like Chip could be a pretty big range, okay. if I'm being honest. Well, that's my chip. I just like was like, yeah, this will do. But I think he would be cute. I I like it. No, I like it for sure. I also like Aaron, like when we when you see our full list of movies, like <laughs> there's some weird Googling we had to do about like child, like how old is this child actor? Top child? Because like, I don't know. I don't watch Disney Channel anymore. Like, I don't know who the up and coming child actors are. So I chose Ben Wang. There's this movie on Disney Plus called um, Chang Can Dunk. It's like something along those lines. And it is a Disney Channel movie. It's so good. Like, it's so funny. And he's one of the kids in that. And I just, he was on the younger side of the casting and I just thought he was really funny. So I was like, Ben Wang, there you go. You can play Chip. Perfect. 
I love um, it. Who do you, do you have any more on this one? Oh, LeFou. I have LeFou and I have Maurice. Okay. I also realized I didn't pick a Maurice on my list because I couldn't no, think of that's one. That's totally fine. So Mine I'll isn't give that my, good anyway. I'll give my Plumet when you okay. get your books. All right. Um, okay. So LeFou. I had Jonah Hill. <laughs> Excellent. A good choice. <laughs> if we're going for a more like... <laughs> raunchy beauty and the beast i guess um it was i i just thought he would fit fit the bill i guess so he's mine i like i like it um i have simon peg if you're a fan of the mission impossible series you will know who simon peg is he's kind of like the geeky um like tech guy behind everything that um the main character does Simon, I'm like looking, has also been in like he is Sean of the Dead. He's Sean. Uh, and he's been in a few other things. Uh, but he is really well known for those Mission Impossible movies. I don't know. He's really funny. He's an English guy. So I thought it would like go along well. Like he just seemed like he's not in a lot of like parts of the movie, but he is a comedian. I don't know. I thought he'd be good. He looks like he would fit too. Love. All right. <laughs> My Maurice. You guys, this is another one where I just was like, what's an old man that I can put on here? And I chose Billy Crystal. I love Billy Crystal. That is a I good choice. I love Billy Crystal too. And I had him. I could. He could be so many characters on my list for other movies too. But I was like, you know what? I think he would be a great Maurice. So I picked him. I love that. That is an excellent choice. All right. Thank you. That was better than Reed's pick, which was Danny DeVito. Um, So Plumet is the like sexy French feather duster Mm -hmm. like type deal. Uh, So I went like, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to typecast her. Like, don't come for me, you guys. I know she has acting chops and all this other stuff, but I think that she'd want to do it just for like the kitschiness of her being cast as this. And it's Megan Fox. I knew it. Yeah. I love that though. Yeah. I think she'd have a lot of fun with it. She would be so good. I also picture like Lana Del Rey, but I don't think she has any like acting skills. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta really like lean into it. I also thought Billie yeah. Eilish might be funny. But oh. yeah, like there's a few people I thought would be really funny. Um, but I ended up going with Megan Fox. And I think that wraps our Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. These are good Tale is old as time. I told you, the Beauty and the Beast one would be strong. The other ones, you guys, please do not keep get your hopes up for mine. So I will say, well, no, because I don't want to give away what the movies are. So should should we go in the order that we text? So like two would be. Hold on. I'm looking at your text. I like I like mimed Aaron the character, so I didn't say it, so she didn't have to do a okay. lot of editing. Yeah, Is we that... can do that one next. Okay, so we're gonna do Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, when Aaron and I were texting about this, I all I said to her was, "All I care about is that Hunchback is on this list." Understandably um, so. Do you want me to kick this one off? I would love for you to kick this one off because this is my weakest movie. So. Which is fair if you haven't seen it. And like not everyone has seen this movie as many times as I won't admit yeah. to seeing it. <laughs> um, So first up is Quasimodo. And I actually went with a very like, yeah, no dub pick. And I picked Josh Gad because he is the one spearheading this in Disney. And it's not a lot of people I could think of that could play Quasimodo and play him well. And I think Josh Gad would do an excellent job. 
I love that. I figured that that's who was going to be your pick. So I tried to think outside of the box. Um, So I actually have two options for my Quasimodo because I couldn't pick. Um, One is a very popular actor and one is a popular singer. So Mm. one, my singer is Louis Capaldi. Because I think he kind of would like... That is the the, best pick. I'm not even joking. Like the vibe. And my second one was Daniel Radcliffe our harry potter king um i don't know why but i was he's like short yeah he's a short king um but i don't know i just i i really lewis capaldi was who i was like really calling my name for for quasimodo with good reason that's such a phenomenal yeah. pick and then right. i want to go next for esmeralda yep go for it selena gomez <laughs> As soon as Aaron goes, oh, I have Selena Gomez on my list. I'm like, gee, I wonder who. It could have been a different female character in a different movie that you also love. Because oh, yeah. I had her there. I well, yeah, that was those would have been my two guesses. Yeah. Um, listen, I think she'd do a good job. I really do. She would. Like it's a good pick. It's a solid. It's like I, I thought the only reason I honestly didn't have her there is because like I really wanted to pick a Romani actress, mm. and I thought I was gonna have my work cut out for me with that, and I almost did. Um, but then I remembered. Uh, read if you guys have you ever watched Yellowstone. Um, not enough it, to though. know the characters, but yes. Okay, so Yellowstone has a prequel called 1883, and then they keep changing the decades, um, like to show like how hard it was to to basically cr- create the Western United States. Um, and one of the characters on 1883 is a Romani woman, and that actress is Romani. Um, she's also in Mayor of Kingstown, which is about a pre- it stars Jeremy Renner, um, and her name is Gratiella Brancusi. And she, if you Google her, I want Erin to Google her because she looks like Esmeralda. Like, wow. Perfection. And yes, she can sing. She can 100% she's sing. She's stunning. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. Wow. Solid right. choice. Strong Esmeralda picks. Well, who's your Frollo? That's what I so, want to know. I think, so I actually went with Peter Capaldi, apparently there's something with the Capaldis, who is, he was 12th Doctor, Doctor Who. Um, I just thought he looked the part, to be completely honest with you, went completely off looks for a lot of these. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why I chose him. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of him. I had to like Google him to like refresh like my mm-hmm. memory of what he looks like. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. Nicely done. Um, I wanted my Frollo to be Christopher Plummer, and then I remember he sadly died. So I had to go with someone else. Um, And that person is Eric Roberts. Eric is the sibling of Julia Roberts and the father of Emma Roberts. And if you Google him, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I know that guy. Because, like, his face, he's not like a movie. He's been in a lot of movies, but I wouldn't classify him as a movie star. But I showed him to Reed, and Reed was like, oh, I know that guy. He's in everything. And I felt like he had, like, that silver fox. See, like, so Aaron went with, like, the bug-eyed, like, evil-looking Frollo. Mm -hmm. I went with, like, the slightly silver foxy Frollo. 
Eric Roberts was also he was also in Doctor Who in the original series uh before they revamped it. So we love our Doctor Who Kings. Love that. I love um that. amazing. All right. The last one I had is Phoebus. Is that how you say his name? Phobus? Phoebus. Yeah. Phoebus. 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 <laughs> so for him i have chris pine because i love that man and i think that he looks the part and that's again i I went on looks for this one (laughs) um this is where i had henry cavill first so i also went straight up for looks on this one um i went with alexander skarsgård who if you guys watched the live action Tarzan, like not Disney's Tarzan, like the one with Margot Robbie, that was like, it came out like right when Margot Robbie, that was supposed to be her big springboard to fame and it ended up being Wolf of Wall Street. Um, or it was already Wolf. I, you know what? I don't remember the years they came out, but Alexander played Tarzan and whew, boy is fine. Um, yeah, he is. And he looks like Phoebus has that like blonde um, hair and stuff. So you didn't do any of the others. No, I didn't. Okay, but you fine. read I'll yours. Run, I'll run through them. Just real this fast. This is your Super fast. Bowl. Um, Clopon. So he's the narrator. Clopon will tell you. It's the tale of a man and a monster. So I went with Russell Brand because I thought that would be funny as all get out. And like also Clopon is like has like long dark hair and is kind of like gangly and like jumps around, wears this jester costume the whole time. I really feel like Russell could 100% nail that. Um and then I went, so Hugo, Victor, and Laverne are the three gargoyles that counsel uh, Quasimodo. Like they, that's like the animated part of this, right? Like gargoy- gargoyles don't come to life. Um, but they they do in the Disney movie. Um, so in my movie, they would also come to life. They would still be his like little advisors. And I thought it would be funny to pick all stand-up comedians because they're all really funny. And they do have a song, Guy Like You, but they're, it's like, talking singing so they don't have to be good singers so here we go my people are for hugo who's the really flamboyant one pete davidson uh for amazing right for victor um is i'm i chose jimmy o yang so jimmy o yang is a stand-up comedian but if you google him he's been in like a bunch of stuff he was in crazy rich asians he was in silicon valley he was in space force like you know this guy but he does stand-up comedy and he's really really funny his best bit is about how his dad randomly auditioned for was like i could do that and now his dad is like actually booking movies and stuff it's really really funny um and then for my feet for Laverne, the female gargoyle, I picked Taylor Tomlinson, who's one of Reed and I's favorite female comedians. She has a couple specials on Netflix. Like we really bonded over her during the pandemic. So that's the rest I of my love that. casting. That is so creative. And I think that that would really translate well in a live action for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys know I'm in love with Pete Davidson. I don't think I've talked about that on the podcast, but breaking news i'm in love with pete davidson i would marry him i love him and he's also one of my characters in a different movie oh um, no way he really oh, he is funny. he is um wow i love that yay okay disney should hire us okay they really should next... oh go ahead sorry no you yo no you tell us what's next <laughs> no girl. you guys i'm i and i just can't wait any longer because next is frozen 
And so in my Frozen, I'm imagining like some dark, like serious Frozen vibes. I don't know. Sarah looks like she's about to bust out laughing. But like, I'm imagining it not being so like happy and singy, but like a live action movie. We're going to have like action. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> This is not what I cast. <laughs> This is my worst <laughs> one, you guys. I'm so nervous of how Aaron's just about to pose Listen, me on this. No, cat. I'm hyping it up, but I really don't know. I'm confident about some of my choices, but some of them they could have been stronger. But we're gonna start. I'm gonna start with my Anna. My queen Anna is Sadie Sink. Mm, excellent choice. Strong, strong first Thank choice. Thank you so much. Um. Mine is Saoirse Ronan. Oh. From Lady Bird and many other things. Amazing. I, I also love saying Saoirse. Uh, Saoirse. But uh, yeah, Saoirse Ronan. I love that. It was, I had Sadie in mind originally, but like looking at all the other redhead actresses, I was like, oh my gosh. These, yeah, I didn't they're stick all so with, pretty. I didn't stick with redhead. I was, I was starting to do that and I was like, oh, just pick other people. Um. But yeah, no, I love Sadie um, Sink. That's such a good choice. Okay, let's see. Okay, so next I am going to do my favorite character, which is Kristoff. You guys know I have a huge crush on Kristoff. I wish that he was a real person. Um, I chose Jacob Elordi, who he's in Euphoria. He's in a lot of things. He is a tall hunk of a man. He would be the perfect Kristoff in my eyes. I don't even know if he can sing. Um but I just see him. He's like that, like, he's just like grumpy man vibes, you know? Yeah. And I think he would be a great Kristoff. Um, and that's that's that on that. I think that's an excellent choice. I, I first was introduced to Jacob Elorde in the Kissing Booth movie. Yes, no, no, same. <laughs> Loved that. Like, and then he and Joey King actually dated and then they broke up and it like actually broke me when I found that out because they I was like... I loved the Kissing Booth movie, guys. I don't even care. Same. I will I've fully admit it to that. So many times. So many times. So another and Aaron. It's a comfort film. Something Aaron and I have in common that we didn't know. But um, so like I was naturally heartbroken. I was elated when I found out they had fallen in love and started dating. Heartbroken when I found out they broke up. Yeah, I just think I I he's just a very attractive man. Like that TikTok trend where he's walking through the hallway and then what's her face cassie bumps into him and he starts laughing it melt it just melts me every time amazing all right well my my pick <laughs> is less exciting um i really sure i think this might have been the last one i filled out i really struggled with the with the um frozen casting um because i also really i will fully admit this like age range of actors i I will naturally gravitate toward the people everyone knows. Like even Jacob Elordi didn't even cross my radar because there's like so many big actors in this age space right now. But I went with John Boyega. So John Boyega played Finn in the last three Star Wars movies and he got a lot of hate for it. Um, but he is a gorgeous man. Like I think that John Boyega, Boyega like post Star Wars like that that made him look really dark dorky. He is fine in some reason. He is photos. fine. This is this is an amazing casting for this. I just yeah, I thought, you know what? Let's Major give a little props. something different. So I went with John Boyega. Yeah. Incredible. Ooh, 
who's your, who's next on your Erin will drive the frozen casting. She's Thank our you so much. Okay, my Elsa is extremely controversial because of all of the things about this actress in the pop culture space. But I think it makes sense, okay, from a like cinematic universe perspective, okay? So my Elsa my Elsa is Leah Michelle. Yeah. And here's why. Because Obviously, I want Adina Menzel to be my Elsa because she's just perfect. But Miss Leah Michelle could slay some Let It Go, let me tell you. And that's purely why I cast this because I just want to hear her sing Let It Go. So there's that. I'll be honest. Leah Michelle has done some not some great shit, but she also like I feel like it's endlessly mocked by the people that like will be the first people to say, oh, you can't mock other people. Like, it's just, there's a lot of hypocrisy surrounding Leah Michelle. And I think, like, I was happy when she got cast in Funny Girl on Broadway. She deserved that. Oh, my God. The way she deserved I performed. That. So, guys, I was a huge gleek back in my Same. day. Oh, my gosh. It was my, it was a whole thing. There were a lot of songs that I didn't even know, like, on the radio, but I knew the Glee version. Um and Funny Girl, or Don't Rain on My Parade, specifically from Funny Girl, when Leah Michelle performed it on Glee, when I tell you that's changed my life for the better, I'm not even being dramatic. Yes. That was like my go-to shower performance song. And I probably like startled my parents a lot when I when she sang it. When it opened the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade last year, I literally screamed like someone had just like stabbed me. I was so excited. And then I proceeded to sing it in my living room. Um, So... Yeah. Anyways, Leah Michelle for Elsa, twenty twenty four. Big big fan of that choice. Um, my Elsa is also slightly controversial, uh, but this actress, y'all don't give enough credit for her singing abilities. Girl can sing, like sing well. Won an Oscar for it, in fact, and that is our queen, Miss Anne Hathaway, as Elsa. Stop! I'm upset that I didn't think of this too. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like she could rock a like white wig. Like I feel like she could do she could eat this this role. She could No, she would eat and leave no crumbs. None. Not even a snowflake. Not even Oh my god. Incredible, stunning, amazing, show-stopping. Okay, my Olaf, I hate my Olaf, but I do too. I hate mine too. Literally, there, there's no better Olaf than Josh Gad, and no. it was so hard to pick someone. So I picked someone that could that has pipes, and you know he might give us a new. I think he would give us a really new take on Olaf. I don't know which direction it would go, but it would be a different take, and that is Ben Platt. You know what? Okay, I, I too am curious about yeah. Ben Platt Olaf. But he can sing. I just want to hear him sing in summer. Like Ben Platt has one of the most beautiful singing voices I've ever heard. So I chose him for my Olaf. Okay. I'm here for it. It Um, is what it is. I chose someone who I'm pretty sure can't sing, but like, I don't know, maybe that'll make it funnier. I chose Andy Samberg. I am a huge Andy Samberg. Like, stop. Stan. I love that man. I mean, Aaron knows because we watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine together, but like, oh. Mm, Wait, I love that. Yeah. I literally love that. I, I was, I'm excited. You're this excited because I was not that excited when I'm like, oh, this is, but I do like the more I think about it. I could also see him being a Kristoff, like a, yeah, a more like, you know, 
I had a lot of choices for Kristoff. Like I cycled through a lot of like those like yeah. nice guys like before I landed on John Boyega. No, but he he was perfect. Wow, I love this. Okay. Who's next? Hans. Uh, I want you Hans. to give your Hans first. <laughs> so I chose this actor because I always felt that he was very shifty looking. Like, I don't know. I like always feel like he's hiding something. And that's Timothy Chalamet. <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I feel like Timothy Chalamet would just kill in this. Like I, and also he's played opposite Sersha before. So that's... they have good chemistry. Wait, I was not, when you said shifty and hiding something, I was not expecting. Uh, do Timothy you not Chalamet. sometimes? I feel like to Timothy Chalamet. No, I get it. Like, do you sure. see what I'm saying? <laughs> that's hilarious. But I, I love that. And I think he would do a really good job with that. Yeah. So I, I actually have two Hanses because I think I just couldn't pick one because both of my Hans are so perfect. So my first one is Jonathan Bailey and he is Anthony in Bridgerton. Gorgeous man. And the side, like the sideburns that he has in Bridgerton, he would kill Hans. Like he would slay Hans. Um, And then my second one is Sebastian Stan and he is Bucky and he is also Carter Bazin in Gossip Girl. And I could just see him being like dark and just like grumbly Hans, but like charming and like, I just love him. So anyway, that's my, those are my two. I couldn't pick between the two. Cause like, if we're going on looks, Jonathan Bailey for sure would be the perfect Hans, but Sebastian Stan, I thought was a really strong contender. That's so good. That's so good. When you said Sebastian Stan, I was like, yes, yes. Yes. Any chance oh. to look at him on a screen? I'm there. I agree. I agree. All right. All right. Um, so Oaken is next. I'm actually uh, so pumped about my Oaken. So my Oaken is Eric Stone Street, and he is Cam in Modern Family. I think he would be <laughs> the perfect Oaken because he's just so goofy. And he just plays that just like type of character. Very like soft and kind but also just funny and i don't know i just pictured him as oaken that's so much better than my oaken it's not even funny like it's not even funny i bet um, that's not true it is uh can i do my oaken and my pavy together because this is another one where i don't think they ever interact but i just wanted to cast them in the same fan cast um oaken it would be steve martin and pavy would be martin short iconic and like here's the thing i feel like cam like where the actor who play i can't think of him anything other than cam i know would like visually like everything yes. about him is absolutely perfect like i really only put steve martin in there because i thought martin short would make a good pappy no for sure i love that i love them together so much i actually have them as another's in another Amazing. section of my list Amazing. um so my pappy is is it pappy or pappy i don't know pa but pappy. he he is the grandpa rock and i chose the actor from um harry potter sorry i could not think the actor that plays dumbledore his name is michael Gam gambon gambon um, and play, he plays Dumbledore, not the dead one, but the alive one. Um, and he, I just pictured him as like a sage old character. Yeah, I like that. I think he would be an excellent pick. Yeah. 
I had to Thanks. Google him to see what he looked like without yeah. the beard for a second. I was also hung up on not the dead one. That made me laugh. Well, there was um, two. There's two Dumbledores. And, just but, to be clear, you know. all these fan castings are living actors. Currently. Currently alive. Um, okay. Honestly, very strong casting from Aaron um, across the board on Frozen. Well done. Well done. Thank you so much. No, yours was really good, too. You don't give yourself enough credit. It was I it was shaky, but I do I think Anne Hathaway and Timothy Chalamet were the two best casts of that list. I don't know. Your Anna was really good. I Googled her to get her face. Sersha. Like yeah. to her name. And I, she would be a really good Anna. Sneaking in one more, one more uh chance of saying Sersha. Um <laughs> Okay. Hercules. Hercules. Let's get this, it. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say I think this is my strongest casting. Okay, this so is my I'm, next weakest. All right, so I want you to like, I, I'm good going in like confidence. So I need you to tell me if it's not good. I need you to bring the confidence okay. down. Um, Let's hear with, it. I'll kick it off. So my Hercules is Glenn Powell, uh, who I feel like Aaron knows who that is based on her face. Um, Glenn Powell was in the last Maverick movie. He's been in a lot of things, but like you would know him from that, he is a fine, gorgeous man. Fine. He was also in Spy Kids 3, fun fact. Um, but <laughs> he, uh, oh, like, he is my Hercules. All right. <laughs> so my Hercules, I cast on, like, pre-jacked Hercules. Um, okay. So I have my shrimpy Hercules and his name, <laughs> it's this actor, you guys might've heard of him. His name is Tom Holland. <laughs> that's like personality wise, such a good pick though. Yeah. That's, and that's why I was envisioning him. I was like, he would be such a cute little Hercules, but like, I feel like he could pull off being shredded. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's who I picked. I like it. Uh, he's like he reminds me of the Hercules from the TV show. Do you remember the Hercules TV show? No. Oh, it was good. I love. It was like it was basically in his teen years before he got buff. Oh. Like it's like a prequel. It's so funny. There's a few really really good episodes. Um, but he he's like he would be the perfect cast for. So I can 100 percent see that. Yeah, that I, my that was more like personality. I was like, okay, I'm picturing Tom Holland. I just want to say my Meg next because it's related to that, and I'm sure you can guess what it is. I have Zendaya as my Meg because she's gorgeous, but also her and Tom Holland's chemistry. I just would love to see it. I had a feeling that was coming when you said Tom Holland, and yeah, I mean, I could see it for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, my Megara. And Reed, Reed straight up disagreed with me on this. So I'm very interested. And this is an actress Reed loves. Reed would like dump me in a second for this actress. And that's Natalie Dormer. So Natalie Dormer uh, is probably most famous for her role as Marjorie Tyrell on Game of Thrones. She's also in, she plays um, Anne Boleyn uh, in The Tudors. Across, and she's uh, in The Hunger Games as well. Wow. I'm surprised that you've never seen The Hunger Games. Did you read the books? No. It didn't interest me. I'll be honest. Oh, my God. I um, had a whole Hunger Games phase. But anyway. She's also in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. As oh. who? All right. Well, that doesn't matter. But I 
I really like Natalie Dormer. I think she is like stunningly gorgeous, but she also has this like, she has these like kind of like slanted eyes and like very like elfish look like like she always looks like she's like up to something like she's got like that like sly little smile um I think she'd look gorgeous with like a voluminous brown ponytail and she actually again I did look this up she can sing like really well so she has like classical training yeah so Natalie Dormer love it all right you go next for Hades Hades. So this is cheating. I'm going to just straight up say this. I don't care. I literally do not care. I picked James Woods as my Hades because that is who voiced the original Hades. And in my mind, there is no one better. I could have gotten really creative with this. I'll be honest. I looked like I looked a little bit, but there's no one better. And and that's my dad's favorite character, like as he is, as James Woods. So I, I had to do Roger Justice. So James Woods. I love that. I went a little outside of the box for my Hades and maybe it's not that outside of the box, but I chose Steve Martin because I think he could put a little like twist on it. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That, that was my Hades. I'm not super confident about my Hercules casting. If you guys can't tell. I like Steve Martin. I think he's a good, I think he's a good pick. Um, all right, let's do Philoctetes. Do you have okay. one? Okay. I actually have two for him. I couldn't choose which direction I wanted to go. So obviously with Steve Martin being Hades, I wanted to have Martin Short be Phil. I thought that would be cute. But then I was like, Pete Davidson. I don't know why, but I was like, Pete Davidson. Yes. Honestly, yes. 100%. I needed to have him somewhere on this list. And I thought he could do a good job with that role. So I I love that for you. I think that's thank a you so much. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic pick. Um, mine is Kevin Hart. Oh, amazing! Right? I guess I was like short men who are, but like not that he has to be because like no man is half goat. They're gonna have to CGI him no matter what. But I was like, oh, Kevin Hart would slay this role. He would slay that role. That's amazing. Um. Do we want to do pain? Do you, did you do pain and panic? I have pain and panic and they're the last ones that I have okay. for this movie. Okay. That's fine because I'll run you through my muses and you're going to flip. Oh, your I'm lid. so excited. If All I right. had better prepared for this episode, I would have had muses. I'm not going to lie. Um, So my, I'll just do my pain and panic real quick and then you can run through yours. Um, I picked James and Oliver Phelps from, and they play Fred and George Weasley and Harry Potter. Um, iconic. That's I- iconic, like genius. I don't know why I picked them. I just thought that they would be really funny and they're so cute. And so I picked them. I love that so much. Thank oh you. my goodness. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, no, now I'm like nervous to say mine. No, that's... yours has literally been so good so far. Erin will know exactly who I'm talking about when I say these names. And I feel like she's going to get really excited. So again, I chose two actors that are very, very good friends in real life. So for Pain and Panic, I chose Michael Sheen and David Tennant. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. David Tennant's also a doctor on Doctor Who. You could tell Sarah and I are huge nerds. (laughs) We love Britain. Yeah. That's that's the common denominator here. Yeah. And comedians. No, I love that. Yeah, I thought that'd be cute. 
so good. No, your cat, that casting, this casting so far is 10 out of 10 for you. I like, okay, good. I see. I'm really happy you said that because I told Reed, um, and he was like, mm, he like disagreed with most of my, most of my, uh, picks. So, all right. I'm going to run through my muses real fast. The muse, there's five of them. If you recall, a lot of people think they don't have names. They do. The the traditional Greek muses featured in Hercules are Calliope, the muse of poetry, Cleo, the muse of history, Thalia, the muse of comedy. I can't, I never get this one right. It's, I have to like, look at my notes. Terpishore, the muse of dance and Melophomene, the muse of tragedy. So I thought, you know what? They're such good singers. They're like little narrators. They're like a mini band. But they're not in the movie that much. Like, I feel like you could do a lot of their filming in like a month, like a short period of time. So I was like, why not do an ensemble cast of some of the greatest singers in the world right now? Female singers. And also some that have like comedic prowess. Like, so I was like, I think that would be cool as all get out. So I'll start with the least known first, Danielle Pinnock. So Danielle Pinnock has, if you Google her, she's in a lot of things, but she's in this TV show right now called Ghosts. Um, It's really funny. Like if you don't, if you're looking for a comedy, I highly recommend it. Reed binged almost all of it over Easter. So she plays a singer in that. Very talented. Up next is Lizzo. Lizzo, I think is on every, every fan cast of like the muses and I just like, I think she has the voice. I also chose because I know the ranges of most of these artists and I know they would complement each other nicely. Up next is Ariana Grande, followed by Rihanna and closing with the one and only Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Uh, so good. Right? Would it's that so not be good. so fun? So I also Good. feel like all five of those people, maybe not Rihanna, we'd have to see, but like all five of those people would be like, hell yeah, we'll do that. That sounds like a blast. Are you kidding? Because they all have so much respect for each other too. So good. Yeah. I was pretty proud of that one. That was probably like the shining star for me. I love that so much. Um. All right. You want to intro our last one? This is my weakest one. Yeah, this is my weakest one too. And I, yeah, this one, I was just kind of like, we're just going to go for it. Um, Yeah, so our last movie is Peter Pan. And I've really struggled with every single character in in this list. So Sarah, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll start with Peter Pan. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this actor's first name. So just like, give me some grace on that. But I chose the actor who plays young Sheldon in the TV show, young Sheldon. I think his name is Ian. It's like Ian. It, 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 it's like Ian basically, but it's not, um, Armitage. That's his name. He's like 14. So he's older than he was when young Sheldon started, but like still very appropriate age. Like I always thought of Peter Pan as like 16, but like 14 to 16 makes sense for for that. Um so that's my that's my Peter Pan. I love that. Um I chose Rudy Pankow, and he is JJ in Outer Banks. If you guys mm-hmm. watch Outer Banks, 
he is a very cute uh actor um all of the teeny boppers are obsessed with him um but i think he would be a really good peter pan he's got that like scruffy like mischievous look um yeah but i think he'd be a cute peter pan i also toyed with tom holland being peter pan but i ultimately put him being hercules so tom holland would i also thought of him for peter pan and i'm like oh that's he's really he's kind of old for peter pan yeah yeah so that's my peter pan my wendy is my weakest one do you want to get her over with or do you want to do someone else first yeah let's go i had two two options for wendy um my first one was millie bobby brown i feel like that's predictable um, and then my next one was Sky Jackson, who is Zuri from Jesse. I thought she yeah. would be such a good Wendy. She has that just like gorgeous, like youthful look. I don't know. Those were my two Wendy's. Those are good. One. Those are better than my Wendy's. Those are good. Really good Wendy's. I like both of those. Um, mine is Pixie Davies. Again, like this is where my Googling got real weird because I, if I chose Ian Armitage, I wanted someone in a similar age range. Mm. So it wasn't creepy. Oh, she's cute. Um, I believe she, yeah, she was in Mary Poppins Returns. So she's mm-hmm. already been in a Disney live action. Um, but she is like, if you look at like when you Google her, those are all old photos. Like you have to go to her yeah. Instagram. Like, I think it makes a little bit more sense. Um, I love that. And she's British. And she's British. Yes, 100%. Uh, all right. Who, who You pick. Who would you like to do next? I would love... I My Captain Hook casting actually might be my favorite out of all of my whole list. And that is Jude Law. Mm, yum. S- gorgeous man. I think he would be an amazing Captain Hook. I love that. I love Jude Law, though. I'm proud of that one. That man can do nothing wrong, in my opinion. Nothing. He he was made to be a pirate. Um, Mine is Pedro Pascal. Oh, iconic. (laughs) Um, I actually had two for Captain Hook. I had Pedro, um, because that's Mm -hmm. like the trendy, the current choice. Mm -hmm. The zaddy. The zaddy. I also chose... um, So my Captain Hook and my Mr. Smee go together. Like, they're matching pairs. So um, I also chose Brad Garrett. And now I understand that many children, unlike myself, did not grow up watching Everybody Loves Raymond. But I, oh, Aaron, I knew I loved you. Love that man. Love that man. I had- Love me some Everybody Loves Raymond. I, girl, okay. I will have to talk about this off the podcast, (laughs) but I I had every season of Everybody Loves Raymond on DVD. Also, um- Deborah, the actress who plays Deborah, mm-hmm. her sister worked at my grandma's nursing home. Oh my god! So like she's from Cleveland. So every time they're like shitting on um, the Cleveland sports writer, um, I have to look up her name. It's driving me insane. The Cleveland, but they shit on this Cleveland sports writer over and over and over again on the show. That's her brother. Like her real life. It's Chuck Heaton. Chuck Heaton is his name. Her name is Patricia Heaton. That Chuck Heaton is Patty's brother. That so that's a real person. I know. I there's there's so many good Cleveland references in everybody's room. But Brad Garrett also plays the um bad guy, like outcast with the hook hand and tangled. He has he has a yes. lovely voice. He's malicious, mean, and scary. scary. Looks good, Colonel Derry. Um 
So yeah, so then I can share my Mr. Smee's uh, later, but those are my two Captain Hook options. Very different, very different options. Each would make for a very different No, I film. love that. Oh, man, now I just want to talk about Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay, oh, I know. my Tinkerbell, my Tinkerbell is so safe and so predictable, but it's Dove Cameron. I feel like that's, comes as no shock to anyone um but she just looks like a fairy and she's just so cute and small and blonde so she just gets to be tinkerbell i also typecast my tinkerbell because i think she looks like a fairy she's not small but again they're gonna have to cgi her down but it's anya taylor joy oh love right like she looks like yeah i'm very good good same same honestly i thought you were gonna say anya taylor joy like i thought we still have a waste like a few people left but we have not overlapped once no we haven't we've had some people that are different characters but not the same i love that for us uh all right let's do the let's do mr shmee mr smee okay (laughs) mine i've typed you guys i am so sorry i typecasted literally this whole this whole list of everyone but i chose mr brian bumgarner and he is kevin from the office i just wanted a a round man to play mr smee (laughs) and so that's why that's that's that that's amazing i love that so much he would be so good though um, okay, so again, as I mentioned, I did Mr. Smee in a pair with um Captain Hook. So if it's Pedro Pascal, Captain Hook, it's John Favreau as Mr. Smee. I felt like that was that could work. Like Happy Hogan, that fits. Um, if it's Brad Garrett, it's Kevin James as Mr. Smee. And Kevin James, oh. like, is Paul Blart Mall Cop. Wait, that's so perfect. Right? Um He's also the King of Queens and like, I don't think the King of Queens is based on everybody loves Raymond, but it, he, he basically, he plays the delivery guy in, in, in everybody loves right. He does crossover like episodes where it's like the same Kevin, cinematic universe. It's the same. Yeah. It's like the same Brooklyn cinematic universe. Um, and then, uh, him and Brad Garrett are friends. I love so, that. I thought about Ray Romano actually as Mr. Smee or as like, him as Captain Hook and Brad Garrett is like a very like funny Mr. Smee because Brad Garrett's like six foot seven, you guys. And yeah. I, it just, I couldn't make it work. So I went with Kevin James. That's amazing. Um, yeah. The last characters I had on my list were the Darling brothers. Okay. So I, I have Mr. and Mrs. Darling and they're my favorite of this list. So I'll go last. I'll go last. With okay. I, p- <laughs> I picked Dylan and Cole Sprouse, you guys. <laughs> I couldn't figure out anyone else that would be good. I'm not proud of it, but the, that's who I picked. Ten years ago, those would have been a plus well, yeah, picks. yeah, yeah. Um, I chose uh their identical twins, which I know isn't canon. Like it's like a different age ranges. I don't care. It was very difficult to find like child actors that fit the bill. It's Cameron and Nicholas Crovetti who are twins. They were on Big Little Lies. That's where they got like their big break. They're 14. Oh, cute. Yeah. So I felt like that works. I'm not, I like, I feel in- indifferent about it. Yeah. No, they're cute. Um, But I do feel really good about Mr. and Mrs. Darling. And I feel like this is probably like a typecast, but I don't know. No one's thought of it yet. So I thought it'd be fun. Um, So my Mr. and Mrs. Darling are Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. <laughs> stunning 
right? Amazing. What a great last. And it works well because all of my children are like 14 or 15. Yeah, no, it it works out. Oh, I love it. Like, could you imagine Emily Blunt doing the like, like feminist movement stuff? It would be so good. So good. It would be so good. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of us. I think we did really well. Yeah. I think these are good. This Um, is so solid. Should probably put out a poll or something with people to vote for like, not like which movie they like the best or whatever. Not we don't need to make this a competition, but I am curious which fan casting people would be most most hyped for. Out of I agree. Of we'll we'll put those on our Instagram stories. So be sure to keep an eye out. Li- early next week, we'll say for that. Maybe we'll do like a little bracket so we could start with like all right, which yeah, you know, like which Frozen do you, like or do you like the Frozen better than her? We'll figure it out, you guys. We'll make it yeah. Fun. I love that. Um, I think this was super fun. And now I want to do a bunch more movies. <laughs> Honestly, like, guys, I, we hope you enjoy this because this might be like same, same, but different themes for the rest of the month. So, no, this was so fun. And it was fun to hear. I think it was fun to compare and contrast because originally we were each going to do a different set of movies. Yeah. Um, but I think it was fun to compare who each of us chose for each movie um, and see like our thought processes and stuff. So that was Aaron's is- idea. That was a good one. I liked that. Oh, thanks so much. Um, yeah, this was a really, really fun episode. I'm glad that we thought of it on the spot while we were recording our last episode. Um, but stay tuned for more potential fan casts because now I want to do this for like everything. This is my new job. Like this is, I'm just going <laughs> to apply to work. This is, this podcast episode is my resume to apply to work in casting for Disney studios. You know what? My favorite thing to do after I read a book is Google the fan casting. Oh, it's just like, it's amazing. I do it sometimes while I'm reading it because I like to like associate yeah. those spaces with the, with the book. Like I would love to do like a Howl's Moving Castle live action. Mm. So good amazing well send us a dm if you guys have a movie that you would like us to fan cast we would be more than happy to oblige um but yeah i think this might have been one of my favorite episodes that we've done in a really long time yeah this one is up there for me too and we hope you guys like it and you know what if you didn't you can send us a dm about that too because (laughs) we like to hear from you guys okay we are not endless idea machines like let us know if there's something you've been dying to hear we will make that happen for you we love doing that and for once we're actually not traveling places constantly during the week so we have time to sit down and record this podcast for you all yeah get us while you can you guys honestly (laughs) hot commodity we're yeah honestly I agree with everything Sarah just said, but if you didn't like this episode, please don't DM us. Um, You're going to DM me. That's you can fine. DM Sarah. I can't handle the criticism. Um, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, like I'll be, yeah, get us while it's hot because come May, things are going to change again. So stay yeah. tuned. Come May, we, we might have to start bulk recording some episodes here in the next few weeks, but that's another conversation for another day. No. Um. Anything else before we wrap? I am all set. I hope Ugh. you enjoyed the episode. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope we, we both hope that you enjoyed listening. You can follow us at the Pixie Dust Project Pod on Instagram. Sarah is at the Sarah Rachel on Instagram and TikTok. I am at Aaron Goes to Disney on Instagram and Aaron R. Davila on TikTok. 
And we will see you guys next week. We love you so much. Leave us a rating, review, like, subscribe, smash that notification button, all of the things. And we will see you real soon. Bye-bye.